for joining us, and welcome to the Reptile Living Room, featuring John Taylor of Herp House Magazine and James Tintle with Cold-Blooded Publishing. The Reptile Living Room is brought to you by Herp House Magazine, the premier digital magazine for the reptile hobbyist, and by Cold-Blooded Publishing, your exclusive reptile media publishing company. Now, here are John and James in the Reptile Living Room. Good evening, folks. Welcome to another broadcast of the Reptile Living Room. We are the only independently produced and distributed live reptile broadcast available today. Each week, we bring you a specific panel of herpeticulture and herpetological respondents to discuss the various aspects of our community and current events impacting and affecting herpeticulture and herpetology. Reptile Living Room also brings you modern-day technology to our community through an interactive platform. You can interact with our host, uh, guests, and other like-minded individuals on the Reptile Living Room YouTube channel during the entire broadcast of the show. And today I'm your host, John F. Taylor of Reptile Apartment Group, and I would also like to introduce my co-host over there, uh, James Tinnell of Tremendous Tri-Colors. How you doing tonight, James? Pretty good. How are you, John? Uh, a little bit tired, but, you know, doing okay. <laughs> well, that's good. Enjoyed the week? Yeah, stayed busy, yeah. I would assume? Oh, yes. Always stayed busy. Always staying busy. Uh, got a new article coming out uh, in Herb House Mag on moving with reptiles. Um, kind of a tie-in with the uh, one of our sponsors, uh, Rachel Winton, uh, Happy Gecko's uh, Sticky Situation. Do check those guys out. Awesome stickers over there. Uh, she wrote an article for Reptile Apartment on moving with reptiles. And uh, we threw that up on the Reptile Apartment, and there's a companion piece to that, Reptile, uh, reptile Living... Or reptile moving in Canada, uh, which is going to be in Herp House Mag uh, in this, this coming issue, July. And featured in that issue is also going to be the Blue Maestro, which is a temperature device uh, that you and I have been testing. Uh, you actually got the latest model. Uh, yeah, you got I did. A better model than I did. Mine's still on its way. Uh, I'm loving it too because I have it set up in the incubator and I can tell um, highs and lows and. Uh, find out the average. It records the data on uh, whatever hour, half hour. I actually have it set on the hour because the flexibility, but it's a great product. Great product. And they have a, a, a new one coming out that will be released in August as well. And I'm looking forward to that one too. Yeah. It's going to record uh, barometric <laughs> pressure and also humidity. So uh, I'm pretty stoked about that. Very definitely. Really cool product. And that's uh, bluemeister.com, by the way. Um, yeah, and the product name is Tempo. So if everybody Tempo. wants to know, yeah. it's Tempo. Definitely. And so tonight's guest is. Uh, I'm going to let you uh, introduce him, uh, James. He, so basically, it's kind of like a raffle for wounded warriors, but there's like this really huge prize. Yeah, or you, a list of prizes actually. <laughs> absolutely. You know, it kind of goes along the line of uh, Raka's U.S. Arc um, stuff. Where they yeah. have a, a huge prize, you don't, you know, you buy a ticket for the raffle, and, and you get a prize at the end. Um, the money raised gets donated to a specific charity, or in Rocca's case, and um, goes to Uzark. But mm -hmm. uh, Deloy <coughs> Davison here, he's got one that goes all the um, donations go to the Wounded Warrior Project. So it's a great way for us to, as a reptile community come together and, and help these wounded warriors coming back. So um, 
it's something I really believe in. Uh, I support it 100%. It's a great idea. Um, and, and everybody in the reptile community is really good at, you know, helping out others. We see it all the time. I, I mean, at least I do. I don't know about you, John, but I see it all the time. Um, hobbyists, medical issues, um, accidents, falls. We all come together to help out the hobby. So, right. and, and it doesn't matter if you're only in the hobby for, you know, two or three years. It, if you're a good person and you enjoy it, people will help out. And, uh, and that's one of the great things about the hobby that, that I see going forward. Definitely. You know, and like you said, everybody's coming together, you know, and obviously in the celebration of the United States independence, because now I'm in Canada, I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> celebration of the United States of uh, you know independence from the uh, the British. Gosh, that's really weird to say. Not living in the United States anymore. <laughs> but uh, that's another reason we brought on the uh, uh, Deloitte with the uh, and it's called the uh, Frilled Warrior Project, correct? That's correct. We get it, it is. It's called the Frilled Warrior Project because they actually have a frilled dragon that'll be actually um, put in the cage and we'll bring Deloitte on here in just a second and he can explain to us all the great details about it but uh, um, very cool <laughs> um, any more shout outs you want to do I know uh, actually Raka, the Rocka raffle is ending tonight yeah yeah they're gonna draw a winner tomorrow July 4th so Anybody that don't have their tickets, go to Raka R A A C A dot net and purchase your tickets. You have till midnight tonight. Go purchase your tickets. It's thirty five thousand dollars worth of stuff you can win. But you know, like I said, the proceeds go to US Arc. Um, they're one of our main contributors. Help us out fight these laws that that are going against us. And, and there's some crazy ones out there. Um, and and US Arc just posted one for West Virginia. And if nobody's read it, you need to go read it because it is astronomical on what they consider dangerous wild animals or dangerous animals in, in their list. Gobies, tetrafish. Tetra, that's what it was. Yeah, tetrafish. They have turtles and tortoises as dangerous animals. It, it, it's unbelievable what the state is trying to push through up there. And uh, hopefully... You know, with the help of U.S. Arc and, and many other hobbyists, hopefully we can uh, actually look at this and, and make sure it doesn't totally ban every animal. Right. Um, I read I read the document that was shared by U.S. Arc, and it, it's crazy, crazy. Guppies, Jesus, <laughs> yeah, it's just insane. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of those on the list. I mean, they have gobies on there, which I understand is an invasive species. Um, right. It's not a dangerous species, and, and the way they have it listed and worded makes it, you know, a, a dangerous animal. Well, these animals aren't dangerous, you know. Scare tactics as usual. Yep. So, but uh, it'll coincide. We also got to keep an eye on the the python ban too. Um, comments will be closing here. I think July twenty fourth. Um, we've been asking for an extension for that one, and not to leave out um, the spider tortoises that we covered last week. Um, we want to make sure everybody gets their comments in on that one, and that one comment section ends in September 8th, I believe. So I, I want to get those all covered. I'm working on an article um, that covers the Endangered Species Act, 
for the herp community, for the reptile community, and, and why that act isn't really the best thing for a lot of animals to be put on, and why it's not fully um, the best thing for, for the animal. Yeah, and we covered some of those topics, too, in our last conversation about the spider tortoises with uh, Daniel Parker of Sunsh uh, Sunshine Serpents. There you go. <laughs> there you go, Daniel. There's your plug, buddy. Um, and we had uh, Russ Gurley on there. Gosh, there was a huge panel of people that we had and discussing why the Endangered Species Act was just... It was... It, the intentions are there are good, yes. Some of the laws that came afterwards, not so much. Well, you know, the Endangered Species Act itself is actually a great idea, and it secures right. habitat, critical habitat for the species. Mm -hmm. And it does great for stopping the extinction of the species, but it doesn't do very well to help repopulate those areas that we preserve. And that's where I'm going to get into into the article. Um, it should be published in this month's Herp House magazine. I'll also have an internet edition of it. It won't have as much, but um, so it, it's definitely something very interesting that that I've learned a lot going through. So, in the meantime, um, I wanted to do a shout out for Natalie Bieto, the wildlife illustrator. She's yes. another one of our show sponsors. Um, make sure you guys catch her on Facebook. She's got some great products up there. Magnets. Um, she's got a great Stickers. bumper sticker. Oh, there you go, John. Stickers. Um, let's see over here. Oh, there's another one. There's there's one of my favorites, the little chameleon one. Oh, oh, there he goes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I got some of those in the mail the other day. Very cool stuff. And our refrigerator is now covered in magnets. So, and uh, what do we got in the comment tracker over here somewhere? Oh, we got something up already. I don't know. Uh, please do a shout out for <coughs> Cheryl Mitchell at Scaly Tales. She will be doing a four-hour radio show on WFHB.org from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. I believe that's tonight. And she also states, she, uh, Cheryl Mitchell also states, let's ban politicians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. wouldn't be that. It would be too easy. So yeah, wouldn't it though? Jeez. I think that's. I think that's it on news. Um, we do have another show sponsor, ReptilesExpress.com. Um, yeah. over there. If you got animals you want to ship, geckos, snakes, whatever, contact Debbie at ReptilesExpress.com. Um, great group of people over there. Um, great rate shipping rates as well. Definitely. Really cool people, and uh, I talked to Debbie a couple of times, and she's just she's a great lady. I love dealing with Debbie. <laughs> yeah, she definitely fixes my problems when I have shipping issues. She's she's usually having an email in my inbox before I can even send one to her. Nice, oh, Jimmy. Your shipment has been delayed. Don't sweat it. I'm already on top of it. I'm like, great, awesome. So that's kind of people kind of we need, you know. You just don't, you just give it to them, and they just handle it. Yep. You know, anything comes up, it's handled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome and, and, and I want to thank uh, Douglas Mong for for turning me on to Reptiles Express too, because it, it's been a, a true lifesaver in, in a lot of situations. But um, 
other than that, I don't have anybody else um, I want to cover. No, no news other than uh, that West Virginia stuff. You got any news come through your feed? Not lately. Uh, other than this, uh, the dis- I may have this wrong. The discovery of two new species of rattlesnakes in Mexico, I believe. I haven't checked up on it yet, but uh, I think that was the headline that I read uh, or came across. Did you hear anything about that yet? Yeah, I downloaded the paper. I haven't had a chance to read it. I'm going to read it over the weekend. Probably yeah, tomorrow. Same here. Same here. All right. That's the only news that I knew of with anything venomous was the uh, uh, new species with rattlesnakes that uh, were discovered. So, yeah, Great. let's talk about this uh, Frilled Warrior project. I'm, I'm very interested in this. Well, let's go ahead and introduce uh, Deloitte <laughs> Davison. He's the creator of the Frilled Warrior project. How are you doing tonight, Deloitte? Not too bad. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, so let me start off kind of getting your background um, with this project. When did you first get interested in uh, reptiles? Because I found this a, a very interesting factor in, in our pre-interview uh, talk. Um, I actually used to be a manager at the local pizza hut, and one of the gals that worked for me, had some red tails. We went over there, hung out a few times. Really, kind of got to you know be more familiar with the reptiles in general. Um, thought they were really cool. And she had a pair of albino king snakes that she was going to give us. And and the amount of time it took her to tell us that she'd give them to us, and we were supposed to get them a couple days later. The female, which was named Pinky ate the male that was named Brain. And she was freaking out about it for about four or five days, just poking it to make sure it was still alive. <laughs> Gotta love king snakes. They'll, they'll definitely do that. So, after, did you ever get the pair of king snakes from her? or <clears throat> we, uh, we got the female. Uh... The male was actually the same size as the female when she ate him. And so, you know, we got the female. She ended up being okay. Had her for a while. And then got more into red tails. Um, kind of messed with the ball pythons a little bit. But those just didn't really, you know, fit with what we liked. Um, we've got some red tails now. we got some leopard geckos. We got a trio of dumeral boas, and nice. then we got a few carpet pythons. So you have a, a pretty good variety of stuff. Now, how did you you own a company called Aquatic Oaks? Um, can you tell our audience a little bit about Aquatic Oaks and how that came to be as well? Um, growing up, my dad always had fish tanks, um, and I did a lot of woodworking, cabinet work, stuff like that. Um, senior year of high school, thought it'd be really cool to kind of combine auto work with cabinet work and see if I could actually water seal wood and make it hold water. Um, I actually ended up building a entertainment center that had a 90-gallon fish tank in the middle of it, and it was all out of wood except a glass front. And then I made a few racks for some friends of mine and stuff for reptiles and 
And last fall, we decided to go ahead and take a swing at it, and we hit a couple of reptile expos that were local and sold a few racks that, that way. And still just kind of trying to get our foot in the door. But Right. And, and by the looks of it, um, for our audience, uh, that's actually a, a enclosure that he built sitting behind him, and it's actually the, the enclosure um, that's included in the raffle. You can view a picture of it on uh, Reptile Living Room Facebook fan page, and uh, it's an awesome enclosure that he built. It's definitely awesome. Now, I have a, a, a question on the actual painting on the back. Did you actually paint that yourself, or mm. is that um, sticker form? It is actually painted. Um, there's a local artist here in town that... She had painted a bunch of murals and stuff on some buildings, and I had discussed it with her about a year and a half ago when I first started trying to put something together on this, and asked if she'd be interested in doing a painting for the mural on the background. And she agreed to it then, and then, yeah, I don't think she realized it was going to be as big as what it ended up being. <laughs> oh, boy. So... So you have aquatic oaks and, and you you build enclosures and racks and and great looking ones at that. Um, how'd you come about a, a bringing together this frilled warrior project? And, and before we get into bringing that to um, the idea of even doing something like this, I mean, it has to be a massive undertaking in amount of time. Yeah, I've. Uh... Somebody asked me about it at the first Reptile Expo I took it to, um, and that was in April. It was the first one I took it to was in Des Moines. Um, there really weren't any pictures or anything posted about it before that. That was kind of the whole big debut of it. Um, and I was asked by one of the other vendors how much time I had in it. So I actually sat down and figured it out. I had about... 18 months wrapped up in it before I actually took it to the first show. Um, the majority of that was going around asking for donations, asking for supplies, you know, uh, spent a lot of time trying to find a nonprofit organization that would back the project. Um, most of them, they, you know, they want something in return. Right. But, uh, I sent, as kind of a last effort type thing, I sent UseArk a message on email, and they responded back within a couple hours and said anything they could do, they'd help out. Um, sent me their tax inform or their nonprofit tax organization number, so that I could actually start rounding up supplies and stuff like that. Great. Oh wow. Very cool. So, how did you come up with the name, Frilled Warrior? <laughs> um, I, I actually talked to, you know, one of the first steps was, you know, the nonprofit organization, which UseArk helped out drastically with. And then from there, I needed to know what the animal was that was going to be donated so I could build the enclosure to fit it. Um, I talked to a few local breeders. Um, most of them were, you know, ball pythons, stuff like that. And that's not really like what I was looking for, because I wanted that really cool display animal. And I talked to uh, 
Robert Winger that owns Frilled One Reptiles. And he had mentioned that, you know, he'd love to donate to it. Mentioned originally a gargoyle gecko and then kind of threw in there that, well, I could, I could actually do a frilled. And I just kind of jumped on the idea. And I figured the frilled really kind of fit in cool with the warrior, you know, wounded warrior thing. And it was just one of them things. I threw it together one time and went, hey, you know, that sounds kind of cool. <laughs> now all the pro now all the proceeds just so our audience know all the donations that you gather for this frilled warrior project all those do donations are going to the wounded warrior project is that correct yeah okay and um, if nobody knows what the wounded warrior project is you can actually go mm -hmm. to our Facebook page I have a link to their Facebook page or just Google wounded warrior project um, great organization and they'll go through the whole whole ordeal so so now you have your frilled warrior and uh, did you build start building the cage prior to that or did you do it as soon as you knew that was the animal um. <clears throat> I actually, as soon as I knew what the animal was, um, I didn't have a whole lot of experience with frilled dragons. Still really don't. Um, but having Bob or Richard that's that close, it was really easy to talk to him, ask him kind of what I needed as far as, you know, I sent him a picture, just a sketch, said this is what I have in mind. <clears throat> um, and kind of rolled with that and it worked out pretty decent I mean it was extremely helpful to have him there and then once I got it drawn up then I started going out and finding people to donate the lumber supplies and stuff like that so great now <coughs> you said you had to round up a bunch of other donations so we have the enclosure which you built which is from Aquatic Oaks um, what else does it entail? What else does the whole enclosure entail into this um, raffle? That's what I was going to uh, say. It's kind of like if you could walk us through the build kind of, you know, how difficult was it to get the actual materials, you know, with having a nonprofit versus ha not having it. Because it sounded like when you first went around, everybody's like, yeah, sure, we'll sponsor you if you'll, you know, give me something. And it's Right. It's like everybody had their uh, hand out to you, and it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I mean, that's kind of what it was, you know. It was, yeah, we'll help you out, but, you know, we're a nonprofit, but are we going to get something out of this? And the whole concept was behind it that I didn't want to break it up to numerous organizations. I wanted everything to go to one person or one place. Right. Um. <clears throat> As far as picking up the lumber, I really lucked out. Um, there's a couple of lumber yards here in town that are just tremendous. Um, I went to one. I had a list of lumber supplies, and, you know, he was, well, you know, I'll do a couple hundred bucks. All right, that's cool. So I went to the other one, figured he'd do about the same, you know, and then I figured I'd hit, you know, Lowe's or Menards or somebody and have them cover the rest. And I went to the second one, and... He took my list, photocopied it, and asked if I wanted to go pick it up now. And he donated <laughs> everything on the list. And then I picked up some odds and ends and stuff from the other guy that, you know, donated a couple hundred dollars worth, you know, trim pieces right. and stuff like that. Wow. <clears throat> wow, that's unbelievable. Um, 
that's great. I mean, it's great news. Not, yeah. not only for you, you know, to help you out. That must have helped you out tremendously. And then running around all through town and a little bit here, a little bit there, you were able to just pick it mostly up at one spot and be done. Yeah, it was. It was. I was about floored when he's, you know, just took the list, photocopied it, and okay, I got <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. So now, how? Uh, Give us the dimensions of the actual enclosure and talk to us about you know what all what all's included here. Um, the actual enclosure itself is a cage and a stand, and then it's got a built-on canopy that covers all the lighting fixtures. Um, Damn. Okay. The very top of the canopy actually has hidden handles that you pick up, and you can pull the whole top off. Uh, the cage itself is four foot by four foot and two foot deep. And the whole thing, total height, is about six foot five or six six. So it's it's a pretty impressive piece when you set it somewhere. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as far as uh, it comes with what I consider one of the better thermostats on the market, um, I contacted Spider Robotics and asked if they'd be interested in donating a thermostat. And he jumped on it pretty quick. I gave him my address and email information, and he mailed off a Herbstat one. Wow! To go with the project, <clears throat> and then um, I've got. Let's see. Um, Jimmy Steffling from Southwest Wisconsin Reptiles. Mm -hmm. He donated most of my heating and lighting supplies. Oh, and okay. then uh, Bart's Exotic Pet Store out of Omaha covered the rest. So those two guys were a huge benefit and help. Wow. That's awesome. Now, somebody's saying that this thing, you act... <laughs> This is actually includes being delivered to the, to the winner's home. Yes, it, uh, and that's a really cool thing. I uh, I was kind of talking to Jimmy about it and threw it out there. Kind of saw, you know, well, what do you think about this idea? And he thought that was just a tremendous idea because something that big would just be ungodly to ship. So yeah, no kidding. It's actually going to get sent. You know, I'll I'll deliver it in my truck or with my truck, and then it'll be in an enclosed trailer when I bring it to the person's house. Um, you know, all the supplies set up, everything. I mean, it's it's a pretty cool deal. Wow, that's just amazing. I'm just blown away at the size of this. Enclosure, it's delivered to your day. Any place door. across the whole 48 states. Hmm. Yeah. Where do you want the winner to come from? Yeah, Where do really. you want to visit so you can deliver it there or <laughs> yeah, herp the way okay. there and herp the way back? Are you sure you don't want to come to Canada, Deloy? Well, Are you absolutely sure it's only in the lower 48? <laughs> I've actually had one person already enter from Canada. Really? Um, they asked, you know, if I would take it to them. I told them I'd meet them, you know, basically at 
the border or a neighboring state or something, you know, and they can take it from there. Oh my God. Um, they were completely cool with that idea, and you know. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! But yeah, I mean, it's and it's a guaranteed winner. Even if somebody, you know, if they don't want to win the project and you just want to make a donation, you know, that's totally cool. I'll still put your name in. If I draw your name and say you don't want it, but you know you got a family member that lives in Florida or something, and they'd be interested in it, that's cool. Give me their name, address, phone number. I'll call them, see if they're interested in it, and I'll take it to them. Um, otherwise, if you're just not interested in it and don't know anybody that is, I'll draw the next name on the list. And But someone's guaranteed that they're going to win it. Damn. And ticket and basically your tickets are buying a bumper sticker, which are ten bucks each or three for twenty five, and each yeah. sticker purchased is a single entry into the raffle. Right. Um, oh, that's either stickers or there's two different styles of T-shirts that also get you an entry if you purchase a T-shirt. Oh. Hey Chad, don't you? There you go. <laughs> yeah, there's one of them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Unreal. Okay, so now um, break it down for our audience once again, Deloitte. Just so we're uh, just so we're all clear on this. Almost all every, almost all of it goes to Wounded Warriors, right? The Wounded Warriors project, which is basically helping wounded vets get back into, is it the workplace or is it just coming back home alone? It's it's kind of both. Okay. Um, to me, the easiest way to describe Wounded Warrior Project is everybody knows about St. Jude's and what they do. Yeah. Wounded Warrior Project is like a St. Jude's for the Warriors. Yeah. Um, they come home, whether it's mental or physical disabilities or, you know, issues, um, mm -hmm. they will actually bring the soldier's family close to them for the rehab process and all that stuff, and it doesn't cost the families anything. Um, wow. It's a really cool project because it helps them get reassociated with normal civilian life. Plus, it also helps get them into the workplace and into jobs. Wow. And that's definitely a necessity, I know, from uh, my dad uh, having lots of military experience with that in uh, the reintegration processes that have to take place, so to speak. It's not easy. So knowing that that project is out there, that's definitely something that we definitely need, for sure. Just amazing. So, um, gosh, I don't even know what else to ask. This is just, I'm just floored that it's being, it's delivered to anywhere in the 48, you know, anywhere for 10 bucks. I mean, it's just I'm already I'm already looking in my house what wall I want it on, and how much I'm gonna spend. I, I think I think I need to buy like five or ten T-shirts because I want that thing on. I, I got a perfect wall right right in the uh, foyer area that, that that would actually go great. So, but so you have different types of T-shirts too. So you have like the army green. And, and you have a couple different camouflage ones, too. Is that correct, Deloy? Yeah. Um, I actually have... There's a pink. A pink camo. 
All right, and for the girls, for the women. Yep. And there's also a yellow. And there is a black, but I don't have a black one with me. Um, and as long as supplies last with the purchase of bumper sticker, T-shirt, whatever, you're also given a, a Wounded Warrior window sticker. And then there's actually one, uh, Wounded Warrior bracelets. The little stretchy bracelets that come with them. Right. <clears throat> Great. Like the little gel bracelets that we see everybody wearing now? Yep. Cool. Yeah, there's, I think, seven different phrases or something they have on them. Great. Okay. Now, um, <laughs> you guys have the uh, Facebook page, is that correct? What? Yeah. Okay. Is <clears throat> And, uh, Chad, you can throw a link on the uh, show notes to that. Is that correct? Just checking to see if Chad's awake. <laughs> yeah. He's got it. I, I, I have uh, in, in the event pages, and I also posted it on my Facebook page as well as Reptile Living Room's Facebook page. Um, okay. I have links to the uh, Frilled Warrior Project's Facebook page. Um, Deloitte, and, and, and I'll touch on this. Sorry to interrupt, John. No, but can, can you take us through the process? So uh, I see this show. I'm interested in helping out. I go to your Facebook page. Now what do I do? Is, is there spots on there for people to click to purchase these items? What it is is you can send a PM on the Facebook page. Um, let me know what you want and name, address, phone number, and I will... I'll write down your name, address, phone number on as many entry forms as it, you know, with whatever your purchase is. And then I will order the shirts or package up the stickers or whatever, and I'll mail them out to you. Okay. And, and it, gotcha. you, do you accept PayPal, checks, money orders? Um, um, <laughs> Cash most of what we've done so far has been PayPal's. Um, at the Reptile Expos, we actually have a, you know, we'll do cash, or we've got a credit card scanner for our phone that does go strictly to the PayPal account. Okay. Um, so you're at local shows there in Nebraska, is that correct? Um, so far, we've done Des Moines, Iowa, Omaha. Um, I'll be back at both of those in the fall. Um, I'm going to hit one of the Kansas shows. I'm wanting to hit the Manhattan show, but I haven't seen us, you know, the Manhattan, Kansas show. Um, but I haven't been able to find yet when exactly that is or find entry forms for it yet. Okay. So so pretty much all the Midwest uh, shows in, in that area. Have you reached out to any of the other shows like NARBC or anything <laughs> to see if they would help support um, your efforts? That's what I was going to say. I've thought about getting a hold of... Uh, um, what's his name? Brian Potter. Yeah. That runs the Tinley Park. Yep. And see if he would, you know, just hook me up with just a small spot to set up the cage and kind of display it and promote it there. Um. And I didn't know. I don't. Know, I don't really know who else to really contact as far as the other shows or anything go. But we might be. Uh, <clears throat> Jimmy and Chad, I think we can help out with that, can't we? Can't we get 
get uh, some more information, or at least get some information to Deloitte about the shows and, you know, oh, talk to I, some of our sponsors and stuff? Absolutely, and, and any of them that are actually watching this show, they can contact us and we'll get them in touch with Deloitte, or you can catch them on the Frilled Warrior Project Facebook page. Um, Deloitte, are you open to other people volunteering and um, promoting and, and selling T-shirts for them as ticket items at other shows throughout the country? Yeah, I'm all right with that. Um, uh, Jimmy Stuffling, actually, I gave him a huge stack of stickers and uh, some bracelets and Wounded Warrior stickers, and he sold some of them at the Wire show, the Wisconsin show. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, nothing, honestly, nothing would make me happier than this thing just catching fire and going just ballistic, because I just think that would be one of the coolest things of all time, you know, just a massive showing or something, you know, it'd be really cool. Right. And more to mouth, I mean, you don't have a lot of um, large backers supporting this project. You pretty much done it, uh, have done it all on your own, which I, I commend you for. I mean, I can only imagine 18 months of time, and then um, that you've donated, and, and, and you're not going to receive payment for an amount of time you put into building the, the enclosure itself and getting all the supplies and everything together to make this all happen. Um, that I commend you for all that. I mean, it's one of those undertakings that had to put a lot of stress and, and a lot of stress on you. So the least that we can do as a reptile community is kind of pull together to, to help this project out. Now, do you, do you foresee future ones, um, or is this a one-time deal? Um, I've actually been asked that a couple times already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and I've thought about it. Um, I did a lot of research into Wounded Warrior Project before I decided to go ahead and do one for them. Um, there's other, you know, military assistant programs and stuff like that out there. Mm -hmm. um, but by the research and stuff I was doing, I didn't really find any of them that do as much or as much impact as what the Wounded Warrior Project did. Um, and there's other ones that I've got in mind but it won't be an every year thing. Yeah. Uh, it, it just takes a lot of time to put them together. <laughs> but uh, depending on how this one goes over, and I'm really hoping it goes over really well, um, some of the other future ones that I've been kind of kicking around is like a, doing like a children's python and doing it for like St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Or... Uh, um, like a Brazilian rainbow boa and doing it for the American Cancer Society or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Try to keep the animal so the animal and the project kind of wrap around whatever the charity is. Right, for sure. Great. Hopefully we can we can get some more backers onto uh, onto this project. Not definitely going to promote it. I think it's a great project. I, I think it fits right into our Independence Day tomorrow, um, and, and you know. It, I think the reptile community will come together for you on this one. Um, we just gotta kind of get it out there and, and spread the uh, spread the word. I know John, Chad, myself, and, and many of our audience um, members 
they always share throughout the social media networks. So hopefully we can get it out. James, you know what I'm thinking? <coughs> Excuse me. How hard would it, how hard would we have to twist somebody's arm to get a banner design that we could put up on the websites, uh, which would be a direct link to his Facebook page to attract more donations? I don't think it'd be a problem. Uh, I think our in-house designers could actually put together a um, a banner ad. Yeah. And set. just and just run it continuously. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's got. I mean, the project goes till November 11th. Is that correct? You're going to stop actual buying on November 10th. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do the drawing on November 11th, which is Veterans Day. Um, yeah. It it ties in. Great with the project. Um, there were, you know, besides the bigger sponsors that I mentioned, um, the other sponsors were the couple of lumber yards here in town. There was Sack Lumber and then Crete Lumber. Um, Redneck Geckos off of Facebook is actually donating the feed supply. Oh, cool. Um, it comes with the startup feeder supply. There's a list. I don't have a list in front of me as to what it consists of, but it's a pretty good variety that it comes with. Um, my work, I actually work at Sid Dillon, a car lot here in Crete. They donated some money, you know, to kind of help with T-shirt funding and stuff like that. Um, then there's... Peckerwood's place, the Facebook group. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Shamrock Serpents, which is Chad's contribution. Um, Southwest Reptiles, which is Jimmy. Um, the Trophy Shop actually made this like really cool plaque that goes with it. <laughs> And it actually wow. has a list of all the sponsors, and it's the same information that's on the back of the T-shirts, but it's just put on like a cool plaque that goes along with it. Um, Heath Sports is where I get all my T-shirts made. Okay. And then um, Precision Signs and Graphics is where I'm getting all my stickers and stuff made. I tried to keep most of the people that made contributions and donations. They're small businesses. They're more the mom and pop type shops. Um, I could have went beyond that and got like Lowe's, Home Depot. <clears throat> to me, it means more if it comes from the smaller businesses and the smaller, you know, the more mom and pop type shop and the family businesses. Um, that might like be it. mainly because I was raised in a small town, but to me, it seems a little more heartfelt. Very definitely. I couldn't agree more, and I, I definitely like that attitude, too, you know, keeping it local and, you know, making sure to use the mom-and-pop shops. That's awesome. Very cool stuff. Oh, we got something from Jimmy. Oh, please show the sticker and the front of the T-shirt. Okay. Here's the stickers. Uh, <clears throat> All right, hold it, hold it still right there.
I supported the troops with a purchase from Aquatic Oak at Facebook.com. So those are the bumper stickers. And and then the front of the t-shirt, let's see. The easiest one to show it on is the green. You're right in it. Yeah. Chad's showing it. All right. Hold on one second, Chad. Let me get you up there. So Aquatic Oaks, Frilled Warrior. And that's a picture of a frilled dragon on the front as well. Yep. Nice. Very good stuff, man. All right. Cool deal. I hope that answers your uh, statement there, Cheryl. I hope you got to see it. Um, I have a couple other ones. Do we? Let's go ahead and uh, we'll do this one here from Michael Rajkumar. I, I, I'm going to kill that name. He'll probably kill me about that. <laughs> but uh, I have to apologize. I arrived late. I'm going to watch the recording to hear the details about the enclosures. And he actually had another one here. Um, Usark lately is giving a shout out to Worthy Projects. Maybe they might be able to give you a spot in one of their newsletters. Um, considering that Usark's a supporter of your project, I don't see any reason why not. Um, I know John and I are, are, are going to definitely um, get on board and uh, we're, we're going to promote it by putting you a banner ad on reptilelivingroom.com. So that'll run between. Um, Probably in the next couple of weeks, we'll get those banners up from our design team, mm -hmm. and um, we'll run on reptile report or reptilelivingroom.com, and then we'll run it on reptileapartment.com. Yeah, and we might as well run it on Reptile Apartment Canada too, um, with a notation somewhere on the website that says, you know, delivered to the nearest border. <laughs> 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 we won't make you come to this. You know, we won't make you come to the dark side, Deloitte. It's all right. You can stay in the states. <laughs> well, that's a great. Uh, it, so. I'm sure we'll find some some more uh, some more supporters for this project and, and, and get this out. It, it's a great project. I mean, when yeah. Chad first told me I, about it, I was like, we have to get him on and, and promote this project because it's something a little bit more outside of what we've been seeing inside the reptile community. I mean, and, and you know, it, it's not a direct link to a single person. It's not a direct link to a organization that helps us out. It, it's a direct link to our servicemen and women. In our service, mm -hmm. exactly. So, so what, um, if you don't mind me asking and being personal, Deloitte, um, what made you decide on Wounded Warriors? Was <laughs> um, there a simple, you know, I'll just let you answer the question. <laughs> it was, really wasn't anything simple. Um, my family comes from a lot of military um, my dad was in the army. I got an uncle that was in the air force. Uh, one grandpa was a Marine. Another one was a beret. Um, and I've had a lot of friends that went to the military. I tried, but I dislocated my second and third vertebrae. So they didn't want nothing to do with me. Um, and you know, I've always been a huge supporter of the military and the armed forces. And I was starting to think about it because, for some reason, the reptile community as a whole gets kind of painted a bad image. 
Um, it's like pit bull owners and the dog pit bull. You know, uh, they're a horrible animal, and they're not. They're just people don't understand. Yeah. Um, reptile community is basically the same thing. Um, I didn't grow up with reptiles, so I kind of have, you know, I know what people think. Mm -hmm. But now that I have some of my own, and they're just super cool animals, I can see both sides of it. <clears throat> uh, so this was kind of my way. You know, reptile community does a lot to help, like, Uzark and people in it. Um, <clears throat> the thought process behind this deal was I wanted to do something completely out of character for what's been done before. Um, wanted to put a whole new twist on it, and hopefully through this project and then hopefully through future ones, I can kind of open people's eyes and make them realize that the reptile community is not a bunch of selfish people. Um, you know, we're not a bunch of weirdos that have creepy animals. <laughs> you know, we're... Well, we're besides caring. Jimmy, but, you know... <laughs> you know, we're... It, it's a group that actually, you know, we care. So this was about the biggest thing I could think of to do to try to make an impact and turn some heads to start with. For sure. And, man, it's just... So how long have you been working on this for 18 months now? Total? Um, that was in April. So I'm going to more months into it now. Uh... By the time November rolls around, it'll be, yeah, I don't even want to think about it, but it'll be a long time. <laughs> I just don't understand how this has been going on and not blown up. I mean... I, I didn't actually post it anywhere when I was putting it together and rounding up donations. Oh. Um, because I was trying to get everything put in place and make sure it was actually going to be able to happen. Right. Um, I didn't actually start posting it and trying to run with it until April, right before I did the first show. Um, there's been a few T-shirts and stickers and stuff auctioned off that, you know, the proceeds all went to the project. Um, and I've posted it on, well, I'm not real big on Facebook. Right. I mean, I, I use it and I look and I read, but I don't post a whole lot. Um, right. My wife posts a lot, and she's a member of like a lot of different groups. So she does a lot of the promotion for it, and she's posted it on probably 15 or 20 different reptile groups. <clears throat> so we just keep posting it on those, and <clears throat> she's kind of worried because it hasn't quite taken off the way I was hoping it would or I thought it would. Right. But... My thought process on it was, you know, why, you know, the drawing's not till November, so I think you're going to get a lot of people that go, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, that's cool, and then they'll wait, and, you know, because, you know, procrastination. Well, not only that, I, it, with anything that hits the market first, everybody's going to question it. I mean, especially in the reptile industry and, and the reptile hobby. I mean. It, we see time and time again people getting burnt over, you know, animals not being shipped. It, it, it's one of those hobbies where everybody's 
really kind of reserved on certain things. So, um, and, and by not having it, you know, not promoting it as much. I mean, with the banners that John and I put on, you know, having you on the Reptile Living Room, I mean, hopefully we'll be able to get this up and rolling for you and, and the help of the rest of the um, Herp community. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people will see this video and, and, and contact you and try to try to give you ways to help out. Um, I have some, uh, you know, John and I will probably come up with some ideas along with Chad. Um, oh, yeah. Anything we can do to really make streamline it easier for you from this point until that November 11th, uh, 11th drawing. So, um, due to the holiday tomorrow, this show is only going to be an hour long. Um, so we're actually going to close these out. And before we let you go, Deloitte, we want to ask you the famous reptile living room question. If money and laws was were no object, what animal would you want to keep? Um. Oh man. <laughs> um. I don't know. I like the Gila monsters. I just think they're they're just a big, powerful, kind of cool-looking. You know, <laughs> they're just impressive. Good. Fair enough. I visited some Gila monsters out at uh, Bob Applegate's uh, ranch out there, and uh, got to meet Fernando. That was an interesting experience, to say the least. Those healers can be quick, let me tell you. They may look sluggish and slow, but they ain't. Yeah. And uh, one more mention for uh, Deloitte. The Facebook page uh, is one more time. What is it again? Uh, it's just under Frilled Warrior okay. on Facebook. So it's awesome. facebook.com forward slash Frilled Warrior. And, and that's how you'll be able to get to it. Facebook.com forward slash Frilled Warrior. So... All right, Deloitte. Well, thank you for coming on the show and telling us all about this great project you have. Hopefully, we'll be able to get it up and rolling for you and, and bring that donation level for the uh, Wounded Warrior project way up. Um, so, sure. John, we got anything in closing? Next week, we have an exciting show, but I don't have anything else in closing tonight um, that I need to discuss. Maybe our executive producer, Chad, may. If not, I think we're good to go and we're good to go, and Deloitte, I will be in touch very soon in regards to uh, the project and some ideas and a uh, couple other people that we might be able to contact for you to make a larger splash, if you will. Okay. Hey, I just want to say thanks, brother, for doing this, and uh, we'll be talking soon. All right. Definitely an amazing, amazing project. Thank you again. All right, Reptile Living Room audience, we'll see you next week, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and we'll have another great show for you.